ministry that God can use to help someone else, but Satan can never touch it. He cannot cross the innocent blood of Jesus Christ. He can't use it. So here we were in the northern part of Missouri at a church service. And God kept convicting me and saying, Scotty, if you're ever going to get free, you're going to have to tell her. You're going to have to tell her. Now, I'm going to tell you guys, this offense, don't, please don't let your mind wander. It was not a, an affair. It was nothing like that. But I knew it was something that she didn't like. And I knew that we'd done had this fight before. And the last time she said, no more. This happens again, I'm leaving. That's what she told me. But yet I knew I had to be free. So right there in the middle of that church service, I looked at her and I said, I got to tell you something can't do this I can't be free I can't be what God wants me to be hiding this from you and she looked very attentive and she looked up and I know she was thinking I'm going to kill him <laughs> I know that's what she was thinking but I spoke it and I humbled myself before God and before her and I asked her to forgive me Well, I thought she would get up and she would storm out of service and, and it would be a big scene. And I thought, I, I, I really kind of thought that might happen. And I was, I was bracing myself and I was trying to put my feet in the back of the aisle and the front of the aisle. The only way she's getting out of that aisle, she'd crawl over that bench. <laughs> and you know what she did? She, she looked up at me and she said, thank you. Wow. The next thing you know, brother and sister in Christ, the preacher is still preaching. There's no invitation song. The preacher is still preaching the message. And my wife and I go down and we hit the altar right then and there. Immediate obedience before God. And we put that sin. And the blood of Jesus Christ and forgiveness came forth. And I promised her, and I have lived up to that promise. It will never, ever, ever, ever happen again. That's the absolute freest that I have ever been in my life. Cannot tell you how free I was. There was absolutely nothing that Satan could use against me between me and God. And the reason why is because I had trusted God and I literally humbled myself and put myself at his mercy. Guys, do we get the picture of what Jesus Christ happened, what happened to him on the cross? Did he wear clothing on the cross? No, why? He was stripped bare. There was nothing that was hidden. 
He bore the sins of humanity upon his body, upon that cross, and literally there was nothing left that everyone couldn't see. He was innocent. And God made sure that everybody saw the innocence of this gift. But what we want to speak about today, ladies and gentlemen, is, is the part between our innocence and our guilt. You see, ladies and gentlemen, if you're guilty and you're carrying sin in your life, guess what you are? You're living in the valley of dry bones. You're dead. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. We don't really see it that way, do we? But it's true. The wages of sin is death. We are dead. We are dead in our sin. And we don't realize it. We're not flourishing in the Holy Spirit. We're not growing like we're supposed to be doing. What are we doing? We're worried that our sin is going to get found out. That's exactly what we're doing. We're worried that we are going to get found out for who we truly are. And we wear it like a crown, don't we? We make sure all of our alliances are fixed and taken care of. We make sure that we only sin with certain friends. You want to hear a funny joke? Y'all know why you don't, you, you don't, you, you always take two preachers fishing with you? Because they won't drink in front of each other. <laughs> yeah, you take one preacher, he'll, ta- he'll drink all your beer. You drink two preachers, they won't drink in front of one another. It's kind of funny, but it's, it's not really, is it? <laughs> but that's what we do. We form alliances to hide our sin. That's what we do. Guys, I'm guilty. I talk different around some people than I do others. Why? Because I know they'll judge me. Right? Do we do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. Where are we living? We're living in a valley of dry bones. Why? Because we can't live and the Holy Spirit cannot function. Can't function till we get it under the blood. Till we give God back what is truly His. What, is it, what keeps us from confessing our sin? Number one, guys, I'm going to tell you something. What kept me from confessing my sin is I was afraid I was going to lose my marriage. I'm not going to lie. I was afraid. The last thing I wanted was my kids calling someone else dad. I'm their dad. But I didn't want that to happen. So I wouldn't confess my sin to my wife and get it under the blood because I was afraid I was going to lose something. Guys, what does God tell us in his word? What he says is, he says, I give you beauty for ashes. If you lay it all on the altar for me, guess what I'm going to do with it? I'm going to bless it. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to heal it. Quiet in here today, ain't it, y'all? 
I just heard that pin drop four times right there and ain't nobody said a word. But that's true. You see, ladies and gentlemen, here's the thing. We're being held back by our own admission, our own actions. We got sin in our life and it needs to be gone. And God keeps bringing this message to this house. Yeah, but yeah, the, the altar never fills up. We stand out there in the audience and we pray to God. But that, that, guess what? That's only half of the equation. The other half of the equation is go to who you offended. What did he tell that boy in the temple? He said, don't bring your gift to me. If you got a problem with your brother, your brother's got a problem with you, you need to take care of it first before you bring your gift. You need to get it right. But we don't want to. We're scared of losing something. Whew. I got a word today, this morning. Broke my heart, made me cry. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I got to tell you, I'm not going to tell you who gave it to me because I love her. Thank you, Gail. I like her. <laughs> Just Martin. That's a good woman right there, brother. You are blessed. But she's been praying and God showed her something and she said, this is for you and I, I hate to bring it to you, but this is for you. But she said, the word is you need to bless those who you have right to punish. <laughs> Man! And I'm thinking, who have I got the right to punish? <laughs> yeah! Yeah, finally. <laughs> no. What she talked about was Joseph in Egypt. And his brothers came forward and they didn't recognize him. He could have had them killed. He could have had them thrown in prison. But what did he do? He told them to come near. Come near. I'm Joseph. I'm your brother. I'm the one you sold into slavery. But God did this for our posterity, that we would survive. God did this. You were just the instrument he used. Guys, when are we going to realize that our, 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 our war is not against flesh and blood? It's against Satan. And people do things that they don't really want to do. They make mistakes. And sometimes they are at us. Sometimes they affect us. But guys, we, what we have to do is we have to forgive and we have to go on. We've got to, we, we, we got to let people know that, guess what? There shouldn't be a fear in being honest. Because that's what God desires. He desires our honesty. Go back to Revelations 21. What are you talking about? There ain't going to be no liar in heaven. No liar. Listen, honey, if you go play golf with me, you better count your shots. You got that, didn't you? It's not Jordan. Jordan counts every shot. He counts all his strokes. He plays it honest. But you need to be honest. Ladies and gentlemen, let's, let me explain something to you. If you lie over something that don't matter, what do you think you're going to do when something does matter? You're going to lie. Quit lying. Unbelief. Unbelief is this, ladies and gentlemen. Unbelief is saying that God can't heal your sin. That's unbelief. 
God cannot heal your sin. Are you kidding me? He hung on the cross. He hung on that cross. Amen. He hung on that cross. Why? To forgive our sin, to heal us from our sin. Something we could not do. He did for us. That's what his whole mission was. Ladies and gentlemen, a new, new heaven and a new earth is coming down. And God said, listen, if you believe on this, my son, Jesus Christ, you'll be like John, not Noah. I will spare you. I will spare you. I will not wipe you out. You will have eternal life. But guess what? If you don't choose, guess what you got? You got a second death in Gienna. Not Sheol, Gienna, the Hebrew word for hell. The valley of dry bones. Ladies and gentlemen, I was one dead young man operating, just literally operating in an area of just symbolism. How many of us have been to a church that's not alive? Okay, everybody get in here. Let's turn to page 86. <laughs> we get out to him. We sing. No amens. No nothing. Let's get up and take the offering. They all get up together and they take the offering and they pass the offering plate. You know, I was at Sharon Church and they asked me to pass the offering plate one time. Man, there was a good friend of mine. His name was Virgil Green. Y'all know Virgil? Some of y'all people know Virgil. Virgil was a wealthy guy. Anyway, he took the, pay, he took the plate and he passed it to me and I looked at it. And I, I put it back down there in his, in his lap. Said, come on, man. Come on, put some money in there. I thought his wife was going to die. <laughs> Miss Jean started laughing and, and Virgil was going, quit, quit, quit. You know, he turned around like this right here. Well, we went on after church. He come up. I hugged his neck. He, and I just loved him, man. He was a great guy. But I was kidding with him, taking up offering. But we took up offering. You sing 86, whatever number you're talking about, we take up the offering. The preacher preaches, and guess what? We go home, but we will never confess a sin because we don't want people to know our business when God already knows our business. And guess what? Half the church already knows your business because we gossip. Just telling the truth. Half of Benton knows your business. If you're kin to me, because my, my aunts and uncles talk like crazy. They know everybody. <laughs> hey, man, sis. But dead. Absolutely dead inside as a Christian. When I confessed my sin... I have never felt more alive in my life because that hindrance was gone. Jesus said, behold, I make all things new. So listen to God today. There's not a sin that you've committed that he don't already know about. He was with you when you did it. It's the truth. He was with you. He saw you. But yet when God 
ask him to lay his life down on the cross. He had already seen that sin that you committed and he still thought and he still believed in his heart that he loved you so much you were worth dying for. You were worth dying for. Why? To make you new again. To let you really, really live that song, live, live, keep living. Don't let sin take you down. God's already paid that price. If you're, listen, if you can't take his offering, then you're swearing it upon yourself. Do you realize that? If you can't accept his free gift of salvation, then you're trying to bear your own sin. And that's killing you. Why? Because the wages of sin is death. Wow. I'm 58 years old and this is just like an inhalation to me. I mean like, Scotty, you're an idiot. You've been studying the Bible for 20 years and you're just now coming to this conclusion here. Well, no, I kind of knew it, but I didn't get it like God gave it to me this week. I didn't get it like God gave it to me this week. We're dead, ladies and gentlemen, until we're ready to do the right thing. Caitlin, I'm going to mess you up, babe. You're going to have to handpick something. You're going to have to get Lane, or excuse me, Zach, to... Y'all got something, but not, not, not yet, not yet. Just hold on just a minute. Uh, I, got something, I got something that I want to do first. And I asked them to look this up before we began. And so, uh, Darren, could you, get, could you get those lights, please, sir? But I, I want us to understand and feel what our, what our cleansing bath cost us. Let me, let me get out of the way here. Yeah. I'm going to go stand in the back. Y'all, let's watch the screen. Are we ready? Uh oh, we got a technical difficulty. We got to plug something up first. We got it. I think I heard it. Yeah, turn that up just a little bit, Larry. A little bit louder, please. to be and you hear my voice 